don't be mad at him for going next to you or running past you. Explain it to him. It'd be great. Exactly. Yeah. And we do have some of them that do that. I've had, and I've, I've told Luke, it's one league goal. He got me a whole family. I had a team that joined my dad. Their kids were married or something. And they saw how they all joined, brought a team into our league. Awesome. I really appreciate you coming on, Stephen. For people who have not had the pleasure of meeting you, tell me a little bit about yourself and, and the center you're working at today. My name is Stephen Keblish. I'm the GM for Rowlett Bolorama in Rowlett, Texas, just the east side of Dallas. This is Dallas Garland Rowlett. I've been here in September will be three. Came into a really good situation. As manager had just left. I'd left another center I was working at in Waxahachie with Scott Dotson. And they had construction basically in two different directions of taking my drive for an hour and a half or so. I said, hey, I'm going to cut, cut back. And next day, I get a phone call from somebody who said, hey, I came out here a week and a half later. I started and walked wow. into a really good situation. Mm -hmm. Very strong league coordinator. Yeah, it's a really strong assistant manager. We have a very large bar. I, was, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> we have like 20, 26 or 28 televisions in our bar. Wow. A large sports bar. Most of our food, since we got here, we started making almost a scratch kitchen. It's about 85, 90% scratch. One of the things you have to really deal with through the COVID and all that stuff, manufacturers are not getting all the products. Yep. So every now and then you don't get something. And one thing we just said, if we don't get what we ordered, just don't send it. We'll be out. <laughs> if we start finding out they would send replacements, your quality changes. Right. Yep. Not and, the same. And then of course we went through the struggles with staffing and a bunch of kids that didn't know anything and start having to go to frozen foods just to get them through. Now we're almost back to full scratch. We're updating our menu as we speak, actually. They're working on it right now. But it's been a really good, I hate the term journey, but it has been a good journey here. Pretty That's cool cool. situation for 26 lane center. I've never heard of a 26 lane center for it. Yeah. Usually 24, 32 and all that. I played football through college and stuff growing up. So 13 to 16 years, my number was 26. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It's been pretty good. Prior to working in bowling centers, I've worked centers around the country. Yeah, that a little bit. Yeah, I worked with Terry Brenneman up in Pennsylvania and Old Kings and back over in Ohio a little bit. Just here and there, I, I ran uh, ran around a little bit. Mm -hmm. I wrote tech manuals for the military for about 16 years. I do government contracts in different areas. Anytime I got there, I tried to work centers. Just stay connected with Bowling. So once I, my daughter got married and everything, I don't have to make tons of money anymore. So take a break and do something I enjoy. I love it. And you were saying there's a couple, it was some influential guys that you worked under at one point. First boss in the bowling industry was Jim Welch. Rental Mesa Center for the tournaments for AMF and Lero right before he passed about a year and a half to you. He's my very first boss. He's incredible. His marketing skills are just unmatched. He would just he would look across one day and he goes, you know what? We have half a house that's empty this hours. That's not making money. Let's run some hourly special and just out of nowhere we were packed. Yeah. He just found a way to get people in the building. Yeah. And um, I think I told you said so we we were talking a few weeks ago that there's a whole lot of people in the bowling industry all around the country now, not just in DFW, that all started working for Jim Wells, spawned out and grown. So it's a cool place to start right there. That's awesome. And so tell me, let's move a little bit into some of the stuff you guys are doing today. So I know you guys are a heavy league play, heavy tournament play. Tell me about some of the stuff that's working for you guys today at Rowlett. Because of COVID, before I got here, they were 50% league. They wanted to keep their leagues stopped at half the house. They wanted to have, and it makes sense, they get a lot of profit from it, but you really need that league base. Yeah. Uh, especially nowadays. It's up and down if people are going to show or not. Suddenly yep. an area gets sick and nobody comes out. 
when they found out during COVID, the only people that did show were the bowlers. We learned that lesson. Okay, okay. So they let us cater more to our new bowlers. And then we had, I think, two other like entertainment centers, just fun bowling places that showed up, bowling slash movie houses. So for us to compete with just general entertainment and arcades with rock climbing walls and all kinds of stuff in them, it's really difficult for us. It just made more sense to focus on the league bowler, which thankfully it's more my forte. So and now our league bowlers, we're pushing full house almost every. this next year. We're talking about possibly changing up and doing a little more, at least one league, maybe Wednesday night, something totally different that we don't have in the house. Mm -hmm. A lot of the leagues are forming to be the same thing over and over. I just want a couple. We're working on some different things with that, but that has really shined. And now we're running some small tournaments here and there. Just every month, there are little no taps or something like that for seniors or just some little things. Just have people coming in. Friday nights were the killer in Texas, everywhere I've ever been because mm -hmm. of Texas football rules. There's 30,000 people in the stands. It's ridiculous. Wow. You walk into a bowling center on Friday night and it's empty. Yeah. So we started up a little no tap league to see if we can get people in there and they got addicted. And yeah. now that league has grown from like 16 or 22 teams. Wow. On a Friday night, they're skipping the yeah. one of our competitors crossed down playing the Super Bowl, Tyson Brannigan. He started a Friday night phonetics tournaments, a series. Mm -hmm. And guys are showing up, even some mature guys are coming out bowling just to keep sharp, keep bowling. We took advantage of the COVID basically shutting down people allowed to be in the stands and focused our Friday nights and it helped for everybody. Yeah. That, that has been a big boom for us. There's a Friday night league that went from even open play mm -hmm. on Friday night to having almost a full house. It's yeah, it's a huge difference. Yeah, and here, Friday night like, drinking. Yeah, the alcohol. That's usually your biggest night. So that's great that you recapture that. Now, what percentage would you say of your leagues are like sanctioned versus non-sanctioned? We only have the no tap that are not sanctioned. We're going to do a special that's not going to be sanctioned just to get people in for the summer. They're a little short. Our youth league has really dwindled. There are two in town that are really large. So kids always want to go there. Extra amounts of coaching, this and that. So we're focused on the youth, the small kids, young ones. We're going to do a little eight-week league. They come in, two games instead of three, so they're not getting bored, not getting tired. And before every league, they will have association member will come in and teach them lane courtesy. They'll shake hands with your target, start just kind of basics and teaching them each week. And for eight weeks, we're not charging them any life. Just giving them free bowling to come in. Yeah. And hopefully we can get like half the house running. A third of those, if they can get addicted to it, then they'll start pulling their friends in and just get a rebuilt youth league going. Yeah. Yeah. The future, right? Without your kids coming up and growing up in your league, you're not going to have any pretty soon. Exactly. I always joke that they're not making new 60-year-olds. We are, though, because I just had knee replacement a few years back. That's true. Okay. So you said mostly sanctioned. Are you doing no like social leagues or anything at this point? Mostly. Um, we do have a couple. Like you. We do have one actually that is not sanctions, but they're talking about it. <clears throat> we did a flat out fund league, what we call it. It's a short season. They paid $150 up front, flat fee. That was it. They don't pay anything else. In it. And each week, there's no prize fund. There's no actual standings or awards or anything like that. They keep standings, but there's nothing else for it. They get alcoholic beverage or regular drinks they want and an appetizer for the team <laughs> each week. And there's only trio, so there's a couple of them. And that took off. They love it. They don't have to worry about paying every week. And they got crazy with it. They just started buying food and drinks with good food. That was, they're wanting to grow. But that's been a really cool thing we're going to do. I'm doing a women in wine league. So it's women in wine. I heard a few places doing pretty well with it. 
mm-hmm. and then uh, probably a bruising bros or something like that a separate night with them so they can take care of the kids on one night yeah we're doing a similar one over at the terry's one place laser they yeah. do like a beer and bowling because they have the new brewery in there like uh centered around the new kind of beer of the month that they do and then you get like a pitcher or a couple i guess they do like a bucket and then you get a bucket there's more like a like more i don't think it's sanctioned it's like a 15 week instead of a 30 and it's just for the guy who just wants to have some fun and eat yeah i've, I've always wanted to do a, a draft league here mm. the scratch draft league they're starting to grow around here i did one up in colony park i mm. did one in ohio and then i was in tulsa and oklahoma city i ran one we did 36 weeks and i split it up every 12 and actually paid out every 12. it okay. just broke it up they had a redraft so you're never buried every third it's a whole new team but sometimes people just after a while and you're in that bottom half you're like you just dread and going to bowl so i just wanted to break it up and it worked every time i wanted to do one here but they've already done one in fort worth there's another one across town people are doing draft leagues no one ever breaks it up like that but yeah i just think it'd be fun my favorite part whoever drafted it was you based off your average your high medium and low whoever was doing the draft for that third it rotated the high then the medium and the lows got to pick who they wanted they're the team captain they handled the, your envelopes and they were the anchor get that lower average bowler the chance to feel that pressure and like oh my right. gosh it's been really good when I did it all the higher average bowlers always want to help the young and help them grow and get better yeah I'd really like to try to get something like that going yeah tell me a little bit that's a good segue into how you've grown some of these leagues it sounds like you've always been somewhat of a league house but what do you do to grow or if you pick a new one how do you get it out there what do you guys like to social media now facebook is the big thing we do keep everyone's email mm-hmm. we've asked for them here we want to get contact with you and we don't want to shove Hey, we're doing this special. This special constantly happens because it pops up and hits the disseminate the information about new leagues that through our league secretaries. It's come from the secretary. They're like more apt to read it than just an ad from, and that's helped a little bit. We do try to word of mouth is really big in the center. It's a small, tight knit group. You always end up having a bowling family. I just right. I love that feeling. So it does get out. And we have a lot of our bowlers that, oh, hey, if you make flyers, we'll take them out and we'll send them on our Facebook and they mm-hmm. share it with all the time. So that helps a lot. So yeah, someone organic then. Right. Yeah, that's smart. Keep your costs down. And that email is really clutch because if you want to advertise on Facebook or anywhere else, you got to pay every time you get in touch with them. Whereas right. you collect the email. Now yeah, we did set aside a small budget to boost your Facebook ads. And stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's been really key for us. I don't think and, they really did that in the past as much. Yeah. Yeah. I read a stat recently that I think like 47% of people spend four to six hours a day on their phone. So yeah. there's different brackets on how much time they spend. And the biggest bracket by far was the four to six bracket. And yeah. then there's a couple on either side, but that's a lot of time all day. It is. They're on social media. Way too much time. <laughs> I know. They're and on I'm board. probably one of them. So. We all are. Everyone, if you ever, if someone ever says that they don't have enough time, just pull out their uh, screen yeah. time and show. <laughs> no doubt. Tell me, I'm curious a little bit about your restaurant. You said you have some scratch stuff. Yeah. How much of the business does that comprise? How do you marry the two between the leagues? Because some people I talk to, leagues are infamous for coming in with their $20, whatever, and yep. that's it. But other people can find a way to make it work. Tell me a little bit about that for you guys. One of the things when I came in, we had to tweak our menus a lot. I noticed they had a chef that came in, helped them, and built mm-hmm. a really good menu. Food was outstanding. But yeah. the problem, they said it started off really good, but they had some pasta dishes, things like that. So they were large. And the bowler, you get to eat a little bit. And you're like, I don't want to eat. I don't want to drink. Right. I don't want to bowl. I'd go home, go to bed. Right. So you want to feed your bowlers, but just enough where they're not full. It's got to be some healthy options. You got to have some. You got to have that, you know, that greasy cheeseburger. It's quality meat, though. You don't want to 
get the crab. So, yeah, we try to get a higher quality of meat there, but they want that good, juicy burger. Mm -hmm. so you got to have your burgers. We have three or four different styles, some jalapenos, of course. We make fresh jalapeno poppers wrapped in bacon, mm -hmm. and they're all done sliced by hand. Everything redone and wrapped and fried. Everything, almost everything is by hand. Spend a full shift of prep and try to keep orders running. Uh, pretty soon we have a we do the kids go free program that is just starting up so we'll add on to our kitchen during the day staff mm -hmm. that we can still have our full prep going while the kitchen's running full we do some catering as well cater events in-house the big one that's been lately has been a, our fajita dinner they have three meats it's incredible i can't wait to the next one so i can steal some fajitas. they've been really good with it most of our bowlers will let us know oh my god that's so good and i'm really being a bowler i'm conscious about it it can't be too trying yeah. to eat while you're bowling it's got to be so that was the other thing they have some really creative burgers that weren't selling like they should on the bar right. side the people order them because they're sitting there no big deal they didn't sell yeah. like the others because you couldn't eat them while you bought the pasta dishes we cut in half it made it a small portion they're still delicious just enough we make pizza we roll the dough back there when it's an ordered it's not a frozen crust oh wow and so, well, we're doing that and we had the small ones and we started getting creative and one of our cooks stuffed it in pepperoni and mozzarella and rolled it and then pizza Little quick flash fry <laughs> yeah just making it on the fly and it was just a little a little pizza ball we rolled them out no pun intended at one of our large tournaments last what, two years ago and the guys just loved it and people just go it's great it's really easy to eat you're bowling you can just dip it and bite and your hands aren't messy so that's been a fairly good stable product it, it disappeared during shortly after covid kitchen change people come back how do you make them and all stuff? So it's coming back out. Just got reapplied as new last week. Already had some people really happy. Yeah. We're excited to get that stuff back. With I guess I should say, since we're doing the little talking about tournaments, we do have the one tournament we come every single year. It's called Texas Iron. It is the right. 16 toughest games in Texas. Mm -hmm. And that's probably how somehow you heard about Bolorama. Yeah. It's all 16 games, every pair, every game is live streamed by Perfect Strike. Chris Lucas runs the tournament for us. It's been a great event. We're I think we had either it's either eleven or fourteen tour players last year. Wow. Our tournament. How many people total? Seventy-eight max. Oh wow. Right now it's the last Saturday of August and we mm -hmm. have less than thirty not paid. Okay. <laughs> We're already hitting waiting list right now. Whoever pays first gets in. Sure. So we're locking those down. It'll probably be end of the month that we sold out. Platinum Ford and Terrell is one of the biggest sponsors in the area. And he has been great. They feed the entire field during the lunch break when we re-oil. They put up insurance policy for us. And that's been the biggest thing last year. If a PBA member shot 300, or the first one to do it, they got a 10,000. And that we're like, oh my God, I feel excited. But as a non-PBA member, they want a $50,000 track. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that just blew everyone's mind. And we're, right. I just got a message where we started. We got to send over a copy of last year's oil patterns to the insurance company and all that. So they're getting ready to redo that policy right now. And you said someone came within a frame, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Frame, it was great. Close. I was, if he had kept the same pace, he would have done it. Or yeah. if he had just waited longer, he was in that uh -huh. little window. I just uh, felt so bad for him. Yeah. So close. <laughs> yeah. That's and, cool. And that was a nightmare pattern. It was amazing. He got that far. I think mm -hmm. uh, one of the tour guys got the front sticks at one point. Okay. Close as anyone's ever gotten to it. Wow. It's fair shooting. Yeah. So the insurance policy only allows us a 1.71 to ratio, 1.75, I think, at highest. And that's pretty nasty. But we've had fun with them. Last year, we named them as uh, Purgatory and Gates of Hell for the names mm -hmm. of the pattern. This year, we have the Silent Killer and the Crop, which is a bad 
It just, <laughs> it's all in it, good fun. Yeah. It's, and it's an old joke too. They had a Swiss trios in Wichita where they're bowling one year and they let you change your team name every round. Just, and one of our anchor bowlers just happened to look around and released and left. And Frank Francois had just walked out. He's just like, mm-hmm. his face, <laughs> oh no. So our next team name was our anchor just crop dusted. Frankie right. LeBlanc, sorry. <laughs> we were talking about that you know, whenever I was doing the pattern. That's great. That's funny. So tell me a little bit about maybe, you mentioned it a little bit. I want to hear about the staffing and some of the, yeah. having a team and how you've gotten through that. Because that seems to be a big struggle for people these days. And It is a big struggle everywhere. Every, we had restaurants in the area that closed because they couldn't get staffed. It's just unreal. We have, we got really lucky. Honestly, like I said, I came in. My core managers all have kids. They really don't, they need that flexibility that we can provide schedule-wise. So they're not out actively looking or anything like that helps us. And they care. That was the biggest thing is finding some managers that stay that care. Uh, it, you have staff will start feeding off of it. We've had some kids walk in, you know, they start working. You can tell that attitude and stuff. And once they see that others care, they start caring. Otherwise they're left out. Yeah, and I see. So, Someone it's can... growing from right there. It's just we have a lot of kids that come in. They're just here for the job and right. you know, free games of bowling and stuff like that. And after a couple of months, they start get they start really caring. They start caring about our customers because they get mm-hmm. to know them and pulled into that family feel. And you're saying you seed that through like the general or the assistant managers or maybe the yeah our our managers are really good. Yeah, uh, our bar person. I've had bartenders that tell us they stay because of our managers. That yeah, they know we will back them up on times that. I think I saw, you always get asked, what's that one piece of advice people? And the one thing I always said, it's hard to say, you don't want to believe that it's true. The customer's not always right. Yeah. And sometimes you have to back your staff. It's just, it's hard whenever that comes, I have to stand firm on certain things. Yeah. And you still have people that work for you that you have to give them the respect to have their back. They, you can't be over-serving this and that. You cut somebody off and that person's Mm -hmm. the manager, you have to support your staff. Right. And make that decision. They are ultimately responsible. If that person goes out and have an accident, I don't want my bartender going to jail. Of course. So yeah. that's something we're really strong about. We've had a couple of people every now and then. That, and honestly, always a random person walked in, never a regular customer, hasn't been in open play, starting trouble. And yeah. they found out, oh my gosh, I was there two seconds flat. It's time to go. And guy starts leaving, starts coming back. And Half our league is no, it, you got to go. And yeah. the bartenders, oh my gosh, they're just shocked because they were there. I think it was like the second month for one of them. Could not believe the support from the customers. Yeah. And they just totally felt at home after that. So that it comes like our managers really, there's a lot of care involved. One of them, her husband is a programmer for a really high end video game company. He makes a lot okay. of money, but yeah. she loves it. And I think it's, the feeling of being needed and we definitely need her so like a community kind of thing when they show that they care so much and the kids start growing up and i you'll see a couple of them that are on the verge they could either be still that kid or take the mm-hmm. next step and talk to them just visit yeah you're right there don't follow the one that's doing wrong let that person follow you doing right just doing that old dad talks and stuff and do you teach your managers to do that or is it about selection or how do you foster that kind of a community it's more just a situation thing like mm-hmm. things will happen. Hey, you got to think that through. We're better than that. And mm-hmm. most of them are really receptive. We all were close enough. If someone needs to, I'm giving guys rides home at night so the parents don't have to get out or whatever and talk. So we do a lot of kids. It's that community parenting thing. And some of the parents go here and work here. So it's really yeah. 
No, that makes a lot of sense. And like you said, it starts with showing them that you care. And right. that's infectious. And when they see you care and you care about them, they want to return it and it all comes full circle. I think that's, yeah, pretty critical. So then finding people is hard. I imagine you guys are pretty good on retention. It's gotten that a lot better. We had some time where, you know, a little turnover here and there, but it's been pretty good. The kitchen is the hardest one to maintain. Yeah. And keep going. It's, it's hot and tiring. They get worn out. Yeah. Last couple of months, we've actually gotten three. One of our had left a while back and came back. So we're all excited. And then another one that had left for cancer. She's fighting that still, but she came back. I guess we had three or four people, 30 plus years old, come back and, oh my gosh, we have an adult kitchen again. So when the adults are around, yeah. you know, they're making TikToks or, oh guys, have fun, but you got tickets up in the room. But I, and I do, I tell them, I don't mind you guys take a break, have some fun. I want them to enjoy the, the right. experience here. The kids on the floor, my CSRs that are cleaning stuff. I talk to the customers, have fun, laugh, joke. I said, if you're having fun, they're having fun. This is an entertainment, entertain them, have, enjoy it. If you're miserable walking around carrying trash. That's infectious too. In right. the direction. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. So yeah, building a culture of fun, caring, family. Yeah. And it seems like the people who have the best retention have those components and, and good leadership at the top. That really goes a long way. And get a good general manager and then we're there. One step away. That's great. Yeah. So I like that a lot. I wanted to pivot next to the industry where you see it. So the next like three, five years, where do you see the bowling industry moving in the direction of? And that, that is the question of the year right there. Nobody really knows. And I think it's growing more than people realize. Several years, oh, giant. If you're going to any tournaments, if you're going pushing leagues and seeing people come in and out, it's growing. It's not dying. Yeah. It's more of a thought. Oh, it's. It's not that, but more and more people are doing it. And mm -hmm. just when COVID hit and they're inside, just locked up, they weren't searching for things to do. Right. And now they can. And a lot of them, like, my mom and dad used to bowl or something. They started bowling again. Mom and dad drug them out. Now they're hooked. Just, right. I really, truly believe it is growing. I do think some of it's growing different with the entertainment centers and stuff. And see, they're just all about just going, chunking balls, having fun, having drinks, which that's great. There's no problem with that at all. If you want to come out and have fun, it's some of those that teeter over and then they turn into that little no tap. And it's, exactly. it's just this stair step to get you into leagues. All you want to do is come in on Friday night, kill the lights and jam and play some music, have the band on the lane and all for that too. But I think a lot of, a lot are doing that. A lot of mm -hmm. parties go to the FEC where they have the big rock climbing walls and they're also... In my opinion, they price themselves out of market sometimes because they are, they know what they have. Here's, you want it, you got to pay for it. Yeah. And a lot of parents, especially right. the gas is through the roof. Yeah. So they really have to weigh in cost now. So that's where we step in more. They book it here. They have a great time. We provide a party host. And like I said, if our staff's having a good time, enjoying it, joking with the kids, playing, letting them enjoy it. They still have that good experience and good feeling. I think a lot of places I've heard that. They'll go and have that good party and that what they offer as far as the games and things like that is really good. Mm -hmm. It's expensive and they don't yeah. really have the attention, the personal experience that they, that will give them. Yeah. And one of the guests I had previously, he's a proprietor in uh, Pittsburgh. He said, one of the most important things that people are coming to now is a crossroads where they have to pick which one of those people they want to serve. Do they want to go towards the FEC? Do they want to go more towards the birthday parties and kids? Or do they want to go more towards a serious league kind of bowler? Right. And he said, you got to pick them and you got to really cater to that person. Yeah. And I thought that was really impactful. It sounds similar. Yeah, we're similar. I think how we control ours, we really focused on that event at the time. So 
our time slots, we have areas where it's mostly birthday parties and we support those extra people and have to make sure they're really catered to. And yeah. then we have events where it's fundraisers and like that. Make sure we have those people that are catered to that. And then we have our group that really focus on our leagues and tournaments. So if you all have your own little niche and that does work that way. It is difficult, especially when you have so many leagues and you pick one open play and you're like, I came twice now. I can't get a sorry. I'd love mm-hmm. to build more. I just can't. I think we got, I got into a little trouble from the owner liaison one time. We had a review. It's a three-star review instead of five. He said, it's not, if you want to be a league bowler, you can bowl. If you're just coming in and have fun, Good luck getting the lane. It was three, but I thanked him. That's why I got in trouble. I thanked him for the best. He's a one-star review or something that we ever had. Just pointing <laughs> out the fact that we are a successful business. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, he ignored it. I'm like, we're supposed to be full. If you went to after dinner and you had a 45-minute wait, are you going to complain, tell them they, sh- they should kick people out? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And if it was the other way around, then no one was there, you'd be worried. And of course, they concerned themselves about the league, isn't that? And the funny thing about it was the guy... When he posted it the night he came in, it was actually a Saturday night. There were no leagues. That was just open play. It was a yeah. full house of open play at the waiting list. Yeah. yeah. And do you guys do any like online reservations or it's all just for That's first, being first built start? right now. Yeah. We, uh, a month ago, we upgraded our scoring system to Brunswick Sync. Yep. And so we're still finishing out the back ends and yeah. all the pricing, how are we handling everything. So that's getting tied in right now. And then we switched from our credit card processor and that's in that process right now. Once that yeah. finishes, we'll have online ordering. We'll mm-hmm. have online reservations, lock in your little block of rent in a bowl and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that helps because language. then you can do a little more planning and set yeah. a clear expectation. Yeah. Because if you're going to do online, it's got to be by the hour. Yeah. How, how, do you prefer one or the other? Or how do you guys budget? Like, <laughs> I've seen by the game. Of course. Yeah. As a proprietor, hourly is so much more to control. Hey, how much time we got? We're going to have an idea. If they book it online, once that time's over, that time's over. If there's availability after and they want to expand, they could, but someone else may have already booked it. That's something they'll have to ask. How do you split the two? How do you have it certain times? It's only hourly or what do you guys do? We combine it. Most of the time during the day, we can have either. Mm -hmm. As we get busier, we'll start eliminating more and more per game times. But weekends all, we can create an hourly rate for our league bowlers discount. Yeah, that helps then. Yeah. Especially with sync and then my shot, we can practice any spare and all that stuff. You have to be an hourly rate to get certain games. We want to offer that to our yeah, that's we get a pretty good discount. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good idea then. And t- towards your, you said the comment of the, the working out the open play in the league people. Yes, I talked to a guy who has a similar type of house in Florida, and he said what really helped with that was to just paint the picture to the leaguer guys that the open play helped to pay for different things. They come in, yes. they spend a lot of money, and then that helps us give you even better service. So positioning right. that way seemed to help yeah. a lot. And I've told them stuff like that. And that could be your next growth in your league. Right. Talk to them. Come join our league. Don't be mad at them for going next year or running past you. Explain it to them. It'd be great. Exactly. Yeah. And we do have some of them that do that. I've had a few. And I've, I've told this one league goal, he got me a whole family. I had a team that joined a dad. The kids were married or something. And they saw how they all joined for the team into our league. Wow. Yeah. And I gave them a couple hour pass to here. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, man, I, I appreciate it here. Have some right. Fun. Don't bring in some guys from work that don't really bowl. Maybe we can get them to bowl too. Coordinate. Hey. He wanted to get more. Yeah. That's all. Everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. And we're talking about staffing. I do that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll have a little petty cash flow that we move here and there. Some of my staff that go over to them. I'll do a little spot bonus rather than, oh, we can't do a raise right now or this or that. Hey, here, 25 bucks that. Thank you for the, like, out of nowhere and they get really shocked. Yeah. And it's, it's just 
nice to see that little extra. Like appreciation, more so than the actual money almost. And I'm always really about thanking them for the job they do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get on to them for the job. Okay. They do a good job. I want to make sure they understand. It. Yeah. You know, we do appreciate it. Yeah. I think that's a really underappreciated piece from management is the appreciation, not just the pay or here's what has to be done, but Hey, thanks for doing it too. I think that yeah. goes, depending on the person, it goes along. Yeah. We had a businessman come in to have this amazing cleaner and he wanted to sell it to us. And one of your some girls, she works at this flower shop, used to work here on your front desk. And she sent me down. She said, you'd love this for. So I have an ex-employee who left that is still trying to send people to us for whatever. That's nice to hear. Yeah. You have a good name out there. I love it. So then we're coming in the last couple questions. Tell me, what do you, what's the biggest challenge for you guys? Today is keeping it cool because it's 110 degrees <laughs> out. <laughs> Summertime. One AC unit down. Oh, wow. Actually, that's probably the biggest thing. We're waiting on a part. Back ordered from things that we can't control. Yeah. We have spotting times where several of our machines are dropping a pin here and there. But we're waiting on that spotting time that the part itself through the classic product has been on back order for almost three months. Oh, wow. And we need those parts to really maintain the business. I got here, we had a really good mechanic before she left. She did her best to keep her costs down and never wanted to ask her, oh, we need to replace this. She knew that the cheaper, the better type attitude. Sure. She did her best to keep everything running. It's amazing the job she did. But she should have actually often hair let's just and keep everything running perfectly so now you have an issue because of an old issue it costs something else to weaken yeah so we're we've been going through over the last year really getting anything that we need to rebuilding tables i said pull one just get a new one rebuild it and replace it and then we go back it's okay they're mechanically i'll take okay. the heat but you got to reinvest at some point and they are doing that right yeah. now they're putting money back into us our ownership changed at january 1 we had a group Mm -hmm. They own multiple businesses, two centers and some oil and gas and a little shopping mall and stuff. Okay. And they split up. There's not a hatred or seats or nothing like that. They just yeah. split. Our owner wants to be known as he good. Mm -hmm. He just enjoys the business. So he yeah. kept two centers and three other small things, sold them all for cash flow to invest in us. Okay. So we went from a larger bankroll and just one of the businesses to a smaller bankroll, but we are the prime. He cares. We walk him through anything. Hey, this got to get that data. We need this. And just really walk through the whole thing. I'm sure that's sticker shock because you try to maintain things, but it gives you a chance to plan and budget for what, okay, what's important. What do we need first, second, third? And that's what we're prepping right now for. He's willing to make those changes, which is great. So Yeah. So AC's first and then what? Oh yeah. AC, we're just waiting on, we're going to redo some tables and chairs. We just redid the scoring units, our POS and everything. Upgraded our kitchen to chef pad with. Instead of having little tickets that print out and you're like, what's that say? They've got the screens now and all that. Oh, that's nice. Things will go much smoother. We're redoing our, one of our party areas. We do a lot of meetings and events mm -hmm. back there. Uh, we're ripping the floor out, redoing the flooring and counter stuff. And we'll do the back bar. We're doing some bathroom stalls right now as well. Yeah, it goes a long way. My business partner also owns a center and he's always saying how you always want to have like improvements trickling out so that people always see that you're always. Right. You want that one that you always have to have that improvement that they see. That's the thing. Or well, you haven't done anything. We just replaced 26 machines a year because they haven't right. seen anything change. Yeah. It's always just dripping out little things here and there and they see the when they, Yeah. That initial ownership group, when they bought it, they replaced all their machines. Later, all their lane bed. They saw the machines they did. Because right. the original people that, that when they built it, they had those Japanese oh, okay. and which they ran fine for years. They're not built to the last 50 years. But, so they come in, you know what, let's just replace them. And they <laughs> did. Glad because I don't have to deal with them. But, right. <laughs> uh, we still ran into some weird things here and there. Had a ball return motor go out. 
and some of the motors were wired for high voltage, some were wired for low voltage. Okay. And you're like, so you don't really know until you fire that, you're like, oop, you just burned up a motor, electrician about a month and a half ago, and redo everyone to where they're wired all the same. Then we built little add-on boxes that they can plug in and plug out. Yeah. Those out, they take the whole thing out, put a new one and plug it. I see. And speeds up your recovery time. You're not down waiting on a pair to get finished for two hours. Right. Yeah, that's the last thing you need. Right. It, it always happens at the worst time, too. It did. We had a senior tournament here, a team tournament, and we had a pair go out, and it blew six uh, circuit breakers because of how it was wired. Yeah. We got them all up and running, except that one pair with the motor changed out. Classic brought us two motors, and neither one would work. So we ended up having to have two teams lose out on bowling our tournament. I felt horrible. It happened. And we run a full house on Thursday of league and have never had to move anybody. We've never had a lane breakdown. So for that to happen, it just there's a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. And, and most yeah. of the guys, especially seniors, have worked in the industry. They know, right. they get it. They, they get felt it. bad for us. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of the guys from down in Duncan. He was up there helping my mechanic, trying to work on it, fix it. Yeah. Everybody tried to come together and everybody said, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And right. they're coming back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I love it. We're coming up on time here. I don't want to hold you okay. too long, but the only other one I had. So you mentioned the piece of advice was actually go ahead, be here. Go ahead, say it again. Yeah, one piece basically, of the customer's not always right. As much as you want to cater to them and do everything you can to make them happy and please them, they're not always right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's happened. You're just like, that's all I can do. And I wish we could do something for you. That's it. And mm -hmm. they have to leave. And that's happened before, but I would rather that person go ahead and leave than they keep being irate and get a price that we don't have and go to the lane and start talking. Now the guy next to him wondering why. So right. you have to really balance that and be careful. Yeah. Sometimes they're not right. You have to stand your ground. Yeah. And it sounds like that being said that they're not always right. You back your employees. Right. It does sound overall though, like you listen to your customers a lot, like as a whole, you're very responsive to what they're looking for. And we've adjusted some things. Uh, we're doing some pricing now where the bowling is all your taxes included instead of we well, you just said it's 25 an hour now it's 30 what is after tax mm -hmm. how they walk up what they see is what they pay yeah and we make sure we have tax included tax because we want them to know we had a phone call just a while ago talked about our competitor up 20 minutes away he said they're only they're two dollars more than you it's a really nice place with a huge bankroll behind that's also before tax so once they add that in, they're paying quite a bit more. It's just something we have to make sure that we point out and tell everybody yeah, our, our food prices are after tax now instead of rounding yeah. that up. And yeah. Just, I hate that. You're like, oh, crap. Digging for <laughs> extra change. And mom's sending up the little kid to get a drink. Come back and, yeah, no, absolutely. We've had a lot of customers that had requested that. And we got that done with Sync. We told them, as soon as we get the new system, we're going to do that. We did. Yeah. We want to make sure we got that right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good... Like you said, it's a balance and I can see that you definitely walk that fine line. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love it. Like I said, I really appreciate you taking some time. I know you're a busy guy. If people want to get in touch with you, either about the tournament or just to talk bowling, where would you send them or should they get in touch with you? I'm not the smartest person in the world. My business cards have my cell phone number. So my counter, they have it. They give it out all yeah. the time. I don't mind. They have questions for us for our pro shop. I can get in touch with the best I've ever yeah, seen. I mean, Coach is Anthony Simonson. I've seen him make a pitch change on a two finger. Like, we're really lucky to have him in here. Anytime, Instagram, social media, everywhere. Yeah. So, somebody have a question, hit me up. My cell phones are usually somewhere out there. Yeah. And I'll take calls whenever. And I can attest to that because I reached out and you got back to me. So I can yeah. attest it's true. That was even a weird time up. I, was, yeah. I felt bad for taking that long. That one. Yeah. No, but you did. I reached out and you were very gracious and agreed to come on here and I really appreciate it. Great. But yeah, we'll have to do maybe another one to follow up or if not, we'll 
maybe catch up at Bull Expo or something. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, awesome. Thanks again for coming on, Stephen. Yes, sir. Thank you. Take care.